Where's my blasted tea? We're falling through space, you and me, clinging to the skin of this tiny little world. And if we let go, that's the Doctor Who podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 367A of the Doctor Who podcast. Now you may wonder why you're hearing my dulcet tones once again after you heard precisely what I thought of the Church of Ruby Road on episode 367. Well, I was just wandering around the camper van as you do, had nothing particularly in mind. I should really be doing some hoovering, but I just saw a nice steaming hot cup of tea sitting on a desk beside a comfy chair just where we normally record and nobody was around so I decided to make myself comfortable have the tea and just introduce this part of the show which is going to comprise Brent and Drew telling you what they thought of the church on Ruby Road. What a wonderful cup of tea. And it was just lying around. Nobody claimed it. Wonderful. Drew? Have you seen my tea? Brent, this is a Zoom call. Uh, Unless it's in the picture, I I can't see your tea. Listen, can we just actually get on with this review? Fine. Well, the rest of the camper van seems to have given their thoughts, so now it's time for Brent and I to give our two pence on Shooty Gatwa's first full episode, The Church on Ruby Road. Brent, first of all, Merry Christmas. And to you, sir. Very good, very good. So, was this the Christmas present that you were expecting, wanting, needing? All of the above. Wonderful. <laughs> End of episode. I enjoyed it quite a bit. I would say maybe 98% enjoyed. 98%? That is a ridiculously high percentage of enjoyment. Ding, ding. Yes, it is. Well, very cool. I haven't you? thought about new, my numeric enjoyment level. Um, Just popped it in my head. Like, I'm going to give it a rounded 82% enjoyment level. Ooh. I mean, I, I enjoyed it. Um if you ask my enjoyment level versus my liking level versus my loving level, I think we get different things. But I also think that this episode had a lot riding on its shoulders. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so whether it accomplished what it set out to do, well, that I guess remains to be seen. So in general, you liked it. As far as Shooty got was first solo expedition as the doctor, how did that work out for you? I loved it. He's he's the doctor right off the bat. This was one of the few first episodes of a doctor that didn't have a bunch of uh, confusing, oh, who am I type of stuff and and getting used to being getting used to his change or whatever. He was right there 
So you, what you're saying is you don't think you would have enjoyed this episode more if Shudigatwa had been in bed for 80% of the episode. <laughs> Correct. Or Christmas didn't invasion. know was walking around in a sheet in, in a, uh, a morgue for uh, the second half of the movie. Or yeah. uh, let's see, other things. So um, now I would ask you this. If every doctor you know, immediately had the same level of energy as Shudigatwa, would you have enjoyed Tom Baker's first episode more if he was at a nightclub dancing in a kilt? I don't want to think about that. (laughs) (laughs) So was there anything specific that you really liked about this particular episode? I thought Millie Gibson was great as Ruby. She's uh, Ruby's a very sweet character, not at all as annoying as some of the modern companions have been. She was instantly likable. I thought the story was fine. It was a nice cause and effect loop with Ruby disappearing from time for a while and and especially the impact she had on the Sunday family by not being there. Um, the mom fostering children and the, the happiness she provided them as a family member. The supporting cast I was going to bring up, that was very well done. Uh, Davina McCall, who I'd never heard of. Michelle Greenridge as Carla, who was the foster mother. And a couple of EastEnders people were in there. So the grandmother, Cherry, was Angela Winter. Where is my blasted tea? And uh, Anita Dobson was Mrs. Flood, the nosy neighbor, who we'll talk about in a little bit, I'm sure. What else? The goblins were fine. Didn't have a problem with that. That was kind of fun. The Goblin King reminded me a lot of Jabba the Hutt, as I think Phil said. Um, <laughs> the gloves were pretty cool. I would love to have a TV remote in the guise of the new Sonic Screwdriver. I'm pretty sure you're going to get one of those. <laughs> I'm there sure were, that's there were TV remotes in the guise of the uh, 10th and 11th Doctor's uh, screwdrivers, which made no sense whatsoever. So this no. is perfect for marketing. Perfect. Yeah. What did you like about it? Uh, I, I I liked the supporting cast quite a bit. I think the thing that RTD really brings to a Doctor Who story is the human element, particularly of the companion. So, yeah, I thought Ruby was great. You know, I immediately was looking for what is her shtick? What is it? Is she the smart one? Is she the sexy one? Is she the so-and-so? And actually, I really like that she's just nice and not annoying is a really great way to describe her. Mm-hmm. Very pleasant. Uh, she does have a sort of inner light. Uh, I feel like when she smiles, there's no second guessing. She's just being happy. And polite mm-hmm. and nice. So yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to. I think the two of them had a, quite a lot of chemistry. Um, I think the Cherry family was amazing. Uh, I I I hope that unlike other doctors, companions, families, we come back to this one more often. And I would love to see the idea of fostering children to come back in other stories because I think it's a really good jumping off point for a good narrative. So I, I dug that quite a bit. Um, I thought Shudi Got was great. I absolutely agree. Feels like the doctor right off the bat. The thing that I love the most about this episode, and I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that this is a thing that Shudi Gatwa does on a regular basis as the doctor. Maybe not necessarily always going to be a their thing, but it certainly was this is understanding the world through language. I wouldn't be surprised if the doctor doesn't need the TARDIS translator after a while. Um, there's something about understanding and decoding how events happen as a language, describing the narrative as a language 
figuring out the ropes as physics is genius. It's so genius. It feels throwaway, but it really speaks to his competence as an intellectual character, but also how, you know, we talked a little bit about um, the 14th doctor's emotional intelligence. And I feel like Shudi got up there on the next level to the point where I think his intelligence might expand outwards, not even on an intellectual level, but like even more so. I thought that was brilliant. It added, I think, as they mentioned in episode uh, 367, um, it added kind of a a mythic quality to the story that felt a little bit like magic. There are magic stories where, you know, you cast spells by knotting ropes or pulling ropes or doing stuff like that. So I thought that was really great. Goblins were fine. The puppeteering was really good. I feel like Brian Herring had something to do with that again. So they really, they're getting their money's worth with him. Um, Goblin King, uh, uh, you know, my goblin king is David Bowie. So it it <laughs> there was a little bit of a labyrinth quality. I've, a lot of people have mentioned that, um, you know, a stolen baby, et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera. Um, but I, I liked it fine. Um, I think, again, going back to the last episode, um, they mentioned that the plot was a little piecemeal, but also that it doesn't matter because it's a Christmas episode and it's less about um, the, the story and more about the entertaining and how the story makes you feel. So I feel like that worked out pretty good. And I really liked how it set up multiple mysteries because we do have a lot of time to sit and predict. (laughs) And let me tell you something that DWP likes to do. We'd like to have predictions more on that later. Um, But the fact that we are given not one, but two mysteries, at least two mysteries, maybe three mysteries, if you include Mavity to hold us over until May, I appreciate that. As a fan, I like that. It gives us something to talk about. So, yeah. Where's my plastic tea? Was there anything that you did not like? Well, but 98%. I mean, what <laughs> what qualm could you have that uh, equates to only 2%? Okay, here's the 2% that bothered me. It was the singing. Um, our friends in the UK over there said in their review that we knew this was coming, so it wasn't as jarring. And I agree, but... I hate musicals. There's only a handful that I like. So, although it was diegetic and part of the story, it was still kind of eye-rolling. And I can't help but wonder if this was Disney's first attempt at inserting an idea into the show, maybe? Probably not. But that thought did cross my mind. I was like, oh my god, we're Disneying already. (laughs) But, um... It, it didn't bother me so much that I, that I didn't like it. I was just like, oh, no. And then it went away. So it was very short. <laughs> well, uh, you know, maybe it's a precursor for more singing. Uh, I, I think, was it Phil who really didn't like it? <laughs> someone <laughs> someone on the other one really didn't like it. Uh, and someone on the other one also mentioned that the fact that we got it o- over a week in advance got us used to it. I think mm-hmm. that was a very smart move That's because – I think it really would have kind of felt out of place for us in the same way that once the doctor and the companions start singing, that felt a little out of place. Uh, but I didn't mind it at at all. Uh, I felt it, it kind of gave the episode, uh, again, they mentioned mythic. I don't even know if I would go mythic. It almost mm-hmm. felt cartoony. Um, there's a silliness to it that I, I, kind of sparked off which is fine i i it didn't it didn't lessen any of my enjoyment with that um i felt tonally 
the episode didn't flow as much as I would like. Um, I think I had more of a problem with that. Um, it jumped from one thing to the other, and I think there were some pauses. But if I had to complain about one thing, it's going to be the same thing I complained about uh, in the last three episodes, which is the sound was very difficult. Uh, it was very loud. It was difficult to hear what anyone was saying. I'm still getting used to Shudigatwa's accent. Nothing mm. against Shudigatwa's accent. I, I like it fine. But Disney Plus didn't have subtitles that were complete. The subtitles were generated in a way that only gave me sound effects. I could hear the sound effects. Thank you very much, <laughs> Disney. Um, and uh, uh, Ruby's dialogue. The doctor had, I don't, it's almost like whoever was writing the, the closed captions didn't understand what the doctor was saying and just didn't bother writing them. So everyone who I could understand perfectly for the most part when the sound wasn't too loud, uh, I had closed captions for. And every time the doctor said something, because he speaks so fast, mm-hmm. um, I didn't understand. It. So, I mean, that's not the story's fault, uh, but someone's head will roll for it. Yeah, I'm sure we'll get used to his voice, his uh, his <laughs> accent. Hey, he pronounces his R's um, more more than uh, most British people do, so that that takes a little getting used to, I guess. But there's a joy and a quality to that. There's a light. It's funny when he's speaking. I see, you know, like he's smiling almost every time he's talking, mm-hmm. uh, and that's really nice. I, I enjoy that. Yeah, yeah, I really like him. So there was something in this Disney Plus version that was not in the UK version. Like in the actual episode itself, not not like a post credit scene or something. At the end, the doctor says, "I am the doctor," you know, which we always wait for for a new doctor to say. And it cuts away to a short coming soon advert for spring of twenty twenty four for Disney Plus, and then it comes back to the scene where Mrs. Flood is watching the TARDIS leave, and then we get the credits. I didn't get that at all. Really? Yeah. Keep in mind, though, I watched mine the next day. So I wonder if that was something that came in the U.S. Uh, Huh. I haven't watched it a second time. Maybe I just didn't catch that. Now, what they said happened in the U.K. was uh, when he says, I am the doctor, it cuts straight to the credits. And then mid-credits, it comes back and does that short scene with Mrs. Flood and then goes back to the credits again. And in their version, it says May 2024 instead of spring. Ooh, yeah. interesting. Which is kind of shocking that they would announce the month this far in advance, you know, because when uh, Chibnall was in charge, we got the the month like three days before it aired or something. <laughs> I know, I know. All right, we, we talk about this show in general, but I'm curious to what you think. You are not a Doctor Who fan. You're turning it on. You're seeing this stuff that's happening on Disney+. Plus. The first four episodes of Doctor Who are the 360th anniversary specials and then this episode you don't have another episode for 5 months one do you think that this is a good episode to start a new viewer off on and how do you feel like those new viewers are going to react to that because unlike other shows where you could go back and watch you know previous seasons this is going to be season 1 and mm-hmm. Disney Plus doesn't have previous episodes. So it's just these four episodes. So as far as anyone's concerned who doesn't have access to Max or Tubi or any of these stations in the in the US, I'm UK folks, I know you've got it on, on was it iPlayer? Mm-hmm. Is that what they've got? Yeah. Yep. So um, how do you think that works for new viewers? Do you think that works as a story? 
you think this is a good introduction to oh absolutely not just a shooty but to the show yeah yeah i thought so yeah um, this is a perfect one to it's a perfect jumping on point um as far as the three tenant specials i have a 10 year old niece and mm-hmm. she she watches and re-watches things like tens of hundreds of times and <laughs> <laughs> she does like i i'm i'm I did that too when I was younger. I don't do it now, but you know, uh, younger people who they are targeting for this show, if they want to catch up, they'll go back. They'll watch the three tenant specials and try to make sense of it, connect it to, to this Christmas special, or they may just wait. Cause I, I've heard that they're doing the big, big push in May when this comes out, this is Dr. Who and have ads all over the place where now it's kind of like, it pops up for you when you go in and sometimes it doesn't. So you kind of have to look for it sometimes. Mm-hmm. I think from a, from a marketing standpoint, that makes a lot more sense to do it when there's going to be episodes coming out on a regular basis versus, you know, there's three episodes coming out this month and then one Christmas special and then nothing for five months. So it mm-hmm. does make sense. And I think Disney will also be able to see, how folks are reacting to those four episodes, right? Yeah. The, the logistics that they're going to get are going to come in and they're going to be able to see. I'm, I'm specifically talking about Disney because, you know, that's how we're getting this. It makes the most sense to us. All right. Yeah, I, I agree. I actually think this is a really energetic episode and it does show a lot of the potential of the show, right? So there's like a time travel element. There's an action adventure element. There's the human quality to it. There's a lot of really good supporting players. I also didn't know who... Davida McCall was. Um, I'm glad that you looked it up and found out. Uh, someone, maybe it was in our chat. Maybe it was from the last episode, actually. It, they explained that this is a real human being and not, not a, <laughs> a character's name. You know, I'm not going to get stunt casting in general. Um, yeah, the UK, I, so. I figured it was maybe their equivalent of Ryan Seacrest or something, maybe. Who knows? Yeah, there you go. Is Is that who it is? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Where is my blasted tape? Okay, so we got to talk about this, Drew. Who is Mrs. Flood? Well, I'll tell you who I hope Mrs. Flood is. Mm-hmm. I hope Mrs. Flood is a brand new character that has never appeared in Doctor Who before uh, and is just new to Shooty's first season. That's who I'm hoping she is because it makes a lot more sense. It does, yeah. For, for a season one restart for introducing brand new folks. I think more importantly is who do you think Mrs. Flood is? (laughs) Well, uh, I got a chuckle the other day when you texted me and said, I know who Mrs. Flood is. It's Dodo. (laughs) (laughs) But I think it's something simple too. Like she's either she's just Mrs. Flood or she's Mm -hmm. Ruby's mother or Ruby herself as an old woman, possibly because she did recognize the TARDIS. Yeah, that's true. Let's assume it's not Susan. Let's assume it's not the Ronnie. Let's assume it's not uh, the master, the master, any of those characters. If it has to be someone from the show's past, my hope would be, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to, as I'm getting psyched up for this, I just thought of this and I'm going to say the wrong thing. Is it the mighty Zodin? The terrible Zodin. Terrible Zodin. That's who I'm hoping it is. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to have to dig back into the the annals of the show for the 60th anniversary, not bring why not bring something back for the 25th? 20th. 20th. Five doctors. Five doctors. 
That's yeah. what it was. Okay. The second right. doctor From, was talking about it. My brain was thinking three doctors. Uh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. It is the second doctor who, who mentions it. Yeah. So she's like a criminal mastermind, terrible person across the entire universe. And then she ends up as a, just a nosy neighbor. And who's just <laughs> sitting, sitting out, sitting out on a chair, a boring drinking from life. a flask. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so waiting for the next heist. All right. So, uh, Sweeping aside the the five, they're always going to be those characters. Uh, if it has to be someone from from the show's past, who would you want it to be? Well, and I'm kind of with that Dodo. I'm kind of <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of with you that it's not going to be somebody from the past because they're trying to do the whole, you know, we want a new era thing going on. So I think tying it to the past might be a bit of a mistake, unless it's somebody that everybody knows, like the master. But I don't see that happening. But if it was, I like that you said Romana. That was really cool because they've not mentioned her in. I don't think they've mentioned her at all in the modern series, have they? Um, I don't know. I don't. I honestly don't know. Where is my blasted tape? So, uh, I mean, that is about it, I guess. Unless you, uh, you have any other thoughts you want to add? No. I guess we could send it back to James. All right. Well, we'll just send it back to James while we wait on that tea. Uh, waiter. Thanks, Brent. Thanks, Drew. Wonderful to hear your take on The Church of Ruby Road. Glad you enjoyed it as well. I'm a little disappointed Brent didn't enjoy the singing. I mean, pantomime at Christmas, goblins, what more can you possibly want? And uh, (laughs) perhaps next time I'll ask Brent to do a little bit of singing for the DWP as well. I think that would be great. Thanks for the tea. Uh, Much appreciated. I I do hope you managed to get hold of one at some point. And uh, yeah, I think Ian was on a bit of a mission as well. Uh, I saw him rampaging through the camper van saying, where's my tea? Where's my tea? Where's my blasted tea? And uh, again, I've had a wonderful time just um, moving the mugs of tea around and drinking them when no one else is looking. Anyway, enough of my fun. Uh, What have you got coming up? on the DWP feed over the next month or so. Well, in just a few days, Phil and I will be reviewing the year that was 2023. Did the 60th anniversary live up to our expectations? What were the highlights of our year from a Doctor Who perspective? Episode 369 will be our much-fabled and highly-anticipated predictions episode. What will happen in the world of Doctor Who in 2024. Join us for that one. It's always a good laugh when we get everything completely wrong. And episode 370 will be our quiz. Again, much anticipated. And I'm just putting the finishing touches to that one. So I'm very much looking forward to bringing that one to everyone out there in Doctor Who podcast land towards the end of January. As always, you can get in touch with us feedback at the doctor who podcast.com at the dr who podcast on twitter and you can find us on facebook we have a facebook group as well all of you who have already sent in messages don't worry we will get to those messages we've had an absolute ton of them it's been almost impossible to fit them into one of our christmas shows uh, but we will get to them at some point So keep listening and you will hear your comments read out on the DWP and a little bit about what we make of them. Thank you also 
to everyone who has taken the time to leave reviews for us on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or other podcatchers. Uh, the number of reviews we've received over the last couple of months has really increased. So thank you very much indeed. Keep it going. If you're a new listener to the DWP, please let us know what you think of us. Good, hopefully, <laughs> but feedback of all kind is welcome. I think that's about it for this episode. We'll be back in a couple of days. Bye for now. That was the Doctor Who Podcast with your hosts, Drew, Brent and James. You can find us at thedoctorwhopodcast.com. If you have any feedback, please send it in to feedback at thedoctorwhopodcast.com. You can also find us on Twitter and Facebook. Thank you for listening and take care. Where's my blasted tea? Hey, where's my tea? Where's my blasted tea? I can't think of any of their accents. I'm not even sure they were accents. Where's my blasted tea? Somewhere else the tea's getting cold. <laughs> <laughs>